It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come on. Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Hello, and welcome to Serial Killer, the podcast where we pair breakfast cereal with true crime. I'm one of your hosts, Anastasia Washington, and with me, as always, is my amazing co-host... Maria Spertolozzi. Hello. Yes. Today we are doing... A, um, we're kind of continuing on our documentary, yeah. like binge watching and discussing um because what else is there to do right now you guys we've also been releasing a lot of them i yeah. have like, um, dropped like four new ones and netflix is releasing they released this one and they're releasing the night stalker i think it might be out by the time you hear this the night stalker yeah. series so we have so much to discuss yeah this one um, dropped, I think, like, right before Christmas or, like, right around Christmas. Right around Christmas. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, in December. And it's called The Ripper, and it's on Netflix. And it is not about Jack the Ripper. It is about the Yorkshire Ripper, um, which uh, obviously we'll get into. But I, um, I he murdered uh, in the era of, like, the late mid to late 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Um, but... I have to start by my cereal choice. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I had never tried Chex Mix. Mix? Chex Mix? Like, homemade Chex Mix? <laughs> um, and so, I one of my friends was making it, and she was like, you've never... And I was like, oh, my God, I've never tried it. So, she sent me a tin of homemade Chex Mix. Um uh, we actually had her on the show um, when we talked about the cold documentary. Nice. So, um, shout out to you um, because <laughs> you made a, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess a, it's not really a dream, but <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Let's call it a dream. Let's call it a dream. Um, and so here's my justification. All right. Checks mix. Is like a checkered, checkered, like a checkerboard or like a chessboard, which is very English to me. Okay, okay, okay. Um, also, uh, my mom told me to say this. Um, she said it's like a mix of all kinds of things, and 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 that's kind of like a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, for this particular killer, that's very fair. It was like a mix of all different women. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you my favorite bits of it are um the little oh the little the rice checks the rice checks um they have like a garlicky taste mm -hmm. and she put in pretzels yum and like little Cheerios oh and peanuts which I will not eat yeah that makes sense. <laughs> But it's very good. Um, I'm not going to put this in any liquid. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a smart idea. I don't think it would go well in any liquid. <laughs> no. So I'm going to just not do that part. But I'm going to say knife up for homemade Chex Mix because it's the bomb diggity. And um, it's like a cultural thing that I guess I missed. 
My yeah. mom said she used to make it before I was born. So I was going to say it's a very 60s, 70s thing. So that makes a lot of sense. I can totally see your mom making a bunch of Chex Mix in the 70s. Yeah. It, it, it's what we refer to in my family as BS before Stacy, <laughs> um, which is my nickname. <laughs> so it's a BS situation. Um, mm-hmm. But this is delicious. Um, and so I think <laughs> I love all Chex Mix. Chex Mex is my, one of my family's staple holiday snacks. Is it? Oh, yeah. We have it at every party we've ever thrown. Chex Mix, my dad buys a bag of the traditional Chex Mix, which is like rice checks and pretzels and little tiny breadsticks and the like rye chips. And then he adds uh, a bag of peanuts. Well, that's kind of like this one. I don't think it has the rye chips, but thank you, Katie, for sending it. And, and, um, it's delicious. Um, now on to the murder. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> so the Yorkshire Ripper, um, or Peter Sutcliffe, as, uh, is his real name, um, who is now dead. So there's that. Uh, um, he died this year. Like the day before my birthday. So that's the day. It was uh, recent, if I remember. Yeah, I was like, happy birthday to you, Anastasia. He's dead. Um, <laughs> no more. No more. Um, so, Peter William Sutcliffe was born in on June 2nd, 1946, um, in England, in um, West Riding of Yorkshire. I, see, I don't understand, like, the whole, like, system Ugh. of where that means. But Bingley... West Riding of Yorkshire, England is where he was born. Um, and he was dubbed the Yorkshire Ripper um, because it seemed, and the documentary goes really into this, um, which is really kind of interesting. It seemed like the people, the the women that he killed were um, of not the best reputation not necessarily that they were prostitutes, but they were working women. How do I describe this? Oh, like, uh, it... They weren't all prostitutes. A lot of them were just, like, women who had jobs that involved being out late at night or were, yeah. like, in some cases weren't even job-related, just, like, happened to be out late at night and yeah. were dressed to like go clubbing yeah like the the 80s club scene in london was like a thing it was like a big deal that's where like we get american raves and ecstasy from right (laughs) but um these women at first were they kind of were like oh who cares they had a dangerous life yeah, exactly. Like, some of them appeared to pro- maybe be drug addicts. Like, there was just a lot of speculation. Yeah, and not nice speculation. No, it was all very mean. No one was speculating that these women were, like, ICU nurses or anything. No, and it wasn't until they kind of got to um, someone they deemed innocent that they started really, like... Actually looking at, yeah, who was being attacked and what was happening. Right. So our first... Um, documented assault uh, by Sutcliffe is in 1969 when he um, was with a prostitute and um, she, he said 
she tricked him out of his money. And and so he hit her. Um, no, that's her a, a really response. He, he put her in a, uh, pulled her into a garage, hit her um, uh, with a stone in a sock. Um, yes. So, yes, that is the first one. Um, uh, so he did admit that he had hit her. But the woman, being a prostitute, didn't want to even, like, like, you know. Yeah, wasn't about to tell anybody. Yeah, she, like, when they came to her, she was like, I don't want to press charges. I want this to be over. I just want to go back to my life. Please ignore me. Right. So there was no um, arrest or jail term for the assault. Now, we go all the way to 1975, which is the second assault. Um... Who knows what really happened? There might be some stuff that we don't know. But anyway, on July 5th, 1975, um, he attacked Anna Rogolskiji. Mm-hmm. Sure. She was walking alone and he struck her with a ball pin hammer and slashed her stomach. Um, and he left without killing her. Um, thank God. Um, but she was, you know, traumatized by the event. Um, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And, um, he continued to do this on August 15th. He attacked, um, Olive Smelt in Halifax. Um, uh, he again stroke, struck her with a hammer to her skull. Um, he slashed her lower back with a knife. Um, he was interrupted, so she was badly injured but alive. Um, and the first victim he killed was the, that same year, in 1975, um, October 30th, Wilma McCain. Um, she was the mother of four. Um, they were all aged seven, between seven and two years old, so really young children. He struck her in the back of the skull twice with a hammer, then um, stabbed uh, her throat and her breast and um, and nine stab wounds to the umbilicus. What does that mean? Uh, so the umbilical, like the navel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's weird how they described that. I was like, umbilicus. I know. Umbilicus. So you're, uh, so in the abdomen. Um, and um so basically she they, they basically were like well she was probably a prostitute <laughs> but <laughs> they did do a I lot through the through line here is they find these women and are just like mm, prostitute yeah i mean they did you know obviously the cops did Eventually, get yeah. into it but i will say uh, in December 2007, one of her daughters died by suicide reportedly after suffering years of anguish and depression over the fact um, that her mom was uh, died and, and kind of like the reputation and stuff that was kind of blasted. So if that is any indicator of how this uh, matter was handled, that, you know, should give you uh, oh, a... Yeah. Um, so he continued to murder in 1976. 
He stabbed a 42-year-old um, named Emily Jackson 56 times. Um, Too many times. Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, she was indeed in dire financial straits and um, her husband was like, hey, we need money and persuaded her to be a prostitute. So she was um, soliciting at the time. Again, not a reason to kill her. Um, No, No, none of these were reasons to kill anyone. No, she was um, (laughs) also none of those women were prostitutes. Yeah, she, she, you know, his MO again hit her with a hammer, dragged her body into a rubbish-strewn yard, and used a sharpened screwdriver to stab her in the neck, chest, and abdomen 56 times. That's too many times again. Too many times. But he did leave some evidence by stamping on her thigh so hard that he left an impression of his boot. Uh, Yeah. Um, That same year, 1976, we have another attack. 20-year-old Marcella Claxton. As I chew. That's really disrespectful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice Marcella. Uh, She was walking home um, from a party and she accepted an offer to uh, be driven home. When she got out of the car to urinate, he hit her from behind with a hammer. Um, Well, from behind. Yeah. Um, but she lived, but it is said at the time of the attack, she was, um, some months pregnant and, um, lost the baby, um, because of this incident. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, in 1977, he killed, um, he attacked Irene Richardson in February 5th, uh, a Chapel Town prostitute. Um, he bludgeoned her to death with a hammer. And once she was dead, he mutilated he mutilated her corpse with a knife. Um, um, two months later, he killed again Patricia Tina Atkins, another prostitute. Um, and he left a boot print on her bedclothes. Uh, another two months later, in June twenty uh, June twenty sixth, he murdered sixteen year old Jane McDonald. She was not a prostitute. No, she, she was. She was uh, the first, quote unquote, as the police described her, innocent victim of his crime. That word, that sentence, doesn't even make sense, right? <laughs> and so this is one of the things they really discuss in the documentary really well. They don't really focus on him, but they focus on the perception of these victims. And I think it's yeah. such a smart documentary because there, of that. Yeah, there's a. a- female writer for the London Times, I want to say, or the Sunday Times, one of the British papers, who talks about getting even getting the job at the paper and how she was, like, laughed at for wanting to write about the Ripper in this way. And she's right. like, everyone who's writing about him is a dude. Like, you have no perspective from his victims. Yeah. I mean, even I'm reading, you know, I'm reading a lot of this, the facts from Wikipedia. Yeah. Some of the stuff is... Um, it, I mean, some of the stuff that they're even talking about, I feel like it just is very victim blamey. You know, it's very, yeah. very. Um, Why like, okay. we here at this time? Exactly. Like the the next victim, uh, Marine Long, and and I'm gonna quote this article so that um, you kind of see the the dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. 
So she was seriously attacked, uh, assaulted, and he was interrupted and fled, leaving her for dead. She suffered. uh, She was suffering from hypothermia, was found, and was in the hospital for nine weeks. A witness misidentified the make of his car, resulting in more than 300 police officers checking thousands of cars without success. I mean, it's kind of like everyone's trying. (laughs) We don't need to, whatever. But anyway, um, on October 9th, um, uh, that's when the, uh, the body of, uh, Jean Jordan, a prostitute in Manchester, um, was found. Um, but she was given a $5 note, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, like he left $5 on her. Um, and so that was a big lead, um, because they thought that they could trace it since it was a new currency. But ultimately, it did not lead to anything, which is sad. Um, he attacked another person on December 14th, Marilyn Moore, um, another prostitute from Leeds. Um, but she survived and had a description of the attacker. Yay! Hooray! But not to the attacker. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we don't really feel bad for him anymore. <laughs> not, not for the attack. We do not. We, um, then he killed again in 1978. Uh, Yvonne Par- uh, Pearson, a 21 year old prostitute. He bludgeoned her, hit her with the ball pin hammer. Um, and then he jumped on her chest. Well, why? Yeah. Standing on these people. Yeah, yeah, he has um he has some issues. Um, so he uh, jumped on her chest and stuffed her um mouth with horse hair, which I don't know where he even found that. Say, where do you even get that much horse hair? Mm, I'm not sure, but then he put her under a discarded sofa. Um, lovely. Then he killed ten days later an 18 year old prostitute named Helen Ritka. Um. She he struck her on the head five times and then she left the vehicle. Um and then um he reportedly stabbed her in the chest. Her body was found three days later in a timber yard. Three days later. Yeah. Uh so you I mean like he's really amping up the tax, right? Oh, another yeah. one yeah, he killed another one in um a car park of an infirmary. In May 16th, May 16th, 1978, her name was Vera Millward. Um, and so, you know, he's kind of going on a, a spree at this point. Spree, well, I guess yeah. technically a spree, because isn't that like consecutive days? Right. So, I mean, he, he's just killing more frequently. He, yeah. Yeah. And he's getting very relaxed with it. Well, because they also... At what point, at some point, they start issuing, like, curfews for women. Right. And there's protests because women think we shouldn't be the one that that are... Yeah, yeah. Women are going, we're the ones getting attacked. Why aren't you policing the men who are attacking us? Right. Exactly. Because there's, like, a curfew for women. Um, On April 4th, 1979, he killed Josephine Whitaker, a 19-year-old building society clerk. So not a prostitute. No, that sounds like a pretty boring job, honestly. <laughs> but he also decides that he's going to send 
a tape of him um, to the police um, in which he says, I'm Jack. I see you're having no luck catching me. I have the greatest respect for you, George, but Lord, you're nowhere nearer catching me than you were four years ago when I started. And in the documentary, they play it. Um, yeah. And they and based on the recording, they, they start kind of going, oh, his accent is this area, a where yeah. side <laughs> accent. This, as opposed to uh, wherever, like, yeah, because he's been, they do a map at one point and, like, in, the UK is not that big. Right. Um, so he's gone, like, from one end to the other at a certain point in these murders. Right. Yeah. And so um, they kind of realize that he's from Castleton. Um, and um, they're kind of narrowing it down. Um, so then um, he, on September 1st, the same year, um, 20-year-old Barbara Leach, um, a Bradford University student, um, was killed and her body was dumped under a pile of bricks. Um, she was, again, not a prostitute. So uh, it made the news. Um, <laughs> uh, in 1980, Seckliff was arrested for drunk driving Um because, uh, but he was uh, finally, like around this time, um, he was interviewed by the police nine times and eventually um, they arrested him and put him on trial. But <laughs> while he was on trial, he killed two more women, a 47-year-old Marguerite um, and um, 20-year-old Jacqueline Hill. Um not the makeup artist. <laughs> no. He also attacked three other women who survived um, that same year. Um, I'm going to try to say this name. Akadia Bandara. That sounds like a 90 Day Fiance name. Sure. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to pronounce it, but you go, girl. Thanks. Um, Maria Lee, uh, Marine Lee, and Teresa Sykes. Um, they were all attacked. Um, <laughs> Well, he was on trial. Um, Sykes actually uh, was placed in a wardrobe um, and a dressing table was put against her bedroom door. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just like, it's just horrible. horrible, horrible. But eventually on um, January 2nd, 1981, um, Sutcliffe was stopped by the police, a 24-year-old prostitute. This is when he really goes on trial and stuff. Um, 24-year-old prostitute Olivia Reveres, um, a police check by probationary constable Robert Hyde revealed Sutcliffe's car had false number plates, and he was arrested and transferred to Dewsbury Police Station, at which they questioned him in relationship to the Yorkshire case, and um, he matched so many of the physical characteristics they found um, and discovered the knife, the, the hammer, the rope, and um, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he briefly slipped away from them by saying he had to pee and leaving, but they eventually found him again. Book, oh my god, <laughs> um, I have to pee. I have to pee. Um, but so, oh, so thirteen confirmed murdered. Um, many more confirmed injured. Um, yeah, and um, he was sentenced to life imprisonment, but 
like I said, he died the day before my birthday in 2020. Oh, there's 2020. Yeah. For everyone. Um, apparently, he had a heart attack um, two weeks prior to his death. Um, and uh, he was cremated. Right now, I think every time somebody dies, uh, it's COVID. So, let's give it to COVID. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So, that's the Yorkshire Ripper. He's a dick, you guys. Um, but I will say the documentary is really good at focusing on um, the problems of dialogue. Um, yes about women and victims and it is definitely worth a watch it is slightly longer it's like about um i think it's four, four episodes yeah four episodes so it's it's not like a it's a quick watch i feel like but yeah, it is yeah. like if you want to do it in an afternoon but you it's also super easy to split up between like two days i think i did it in like two days i watched the first two and then the second two yeah, and you know it's a Netflix documentary, so it's it's good quality. Like I, yeah, it's very and it's very interesting because it does go into a lot of what it was. They talk to the victims, some of the victims who survived, and they talk about like what it was like seeing all the news coverage and having um, all these curfews. And like one of the later victims who survived was like, "Well, I like I got attacked by a guy who's famous for killing prostitutes. Like, what does that say about me?" And that yeah. was something that she like had to wrestle with. And it also talks about yeah how the the police and the new, the media were like oh well it's it's like Jack the Ripper and they were really just kind of like they jumped on that whole line. Jack the Ripper the whole time. Yeah. yeah, there was like it was very much they jumped on that narrative. And I will say if you're looking for a documentary that really delves into like the mind of a serial killer or follows a serial killer. This is not yeah, that. This is not it. They don't talk to him at all. He's only he's in it when barely they, in like, it. Play <laughs> when they're it's they they do have part. They devote like part of an episode to how inept the police investigation yeah. was, and that's really when they talk about him the most because it's like, well, we had his bootprint and his voice and this yeah. letter that he sent and like. But by the time yeah. they really get to him, it's like. It's very small amount, um, even the trials. Like, you know, it's really about the victims and the victim uh, shaming and um, the police process. And the, yeah, and then, like, how it affected life for for women all over. uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really, I think it's a very interesting documentary, very different from what we see. Um, a lot of times. Um, not that I'm not going to say that you don't get your, like, true crime, uh, you know, tropes and stuff like that in there. I mean, you definitely, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it, it starts with a murder. Like, it's not yeah. going to take a long time to get into the nitty gritty of it. It, right. it delves in. And, yeah, they, like, have the victims talking about what it was like to get hit in the back of the head with a hammer. Yeah. You got, you know, you got your, your gore if you want it. But you also yeah. have the, like forensic analysis of it and then yeah yeah, I think it was super interesting because it had that social element of like this changed how people interacted with each other yeah yeah I think it's a very intelligent one and I think it's worth watching and again that is on Netflix and it's called The Ripper um and uh yeah a knife down for killing yeah knife down <laughs> and, and knife down for uh police departments blaming prostitution and yeah 
knife down for victim shaming in general. Yes, definitely. Big knife down for that. We don't like it. Um, but knife down for, um, for the Ripper himself, Yorkshire Ripper. Um, but knife up that he died. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Um, anyone dying unless it's their actual God-given time. Yeah. But I'm not crying about it. Yeah, no, no one's losing sleep here. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you would like to follow us, and my cat is, like, in the weirdest position right now. It's just so funny. <laughs> uh, I don't understand how she sleeps like that. Anyway, um, we would really appreciate any reviews, yes. and, um, quotes, and comments, and all that. So um, be sure to do that. Also, you can follow us at Pod Serial Killer on all social media. You can go to anchor.fm and contribute and help us out if you so are financially free to do so Mm -hmm. also patreon um we are pod serial killer on there as well um and we have some good stuff coming up yeah i'm gonna try to do some different stuff this year um to get uh like you know more personal with you i don't know that's weird but you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) know everybody who listens and we just i don't know make yeah make this a like weird podcast community the way that other podcasts have weird podcast communities and you can all meet each other virtually and watch us make fun of things on the internet (laughs) and we can have a bowl of cereal together and get to know each other really i feel like right now with all the way the world is we need all these different communities and we want to we want to build one with you we want to build a nice little pocket where we can all eat cereal and talk about what (laughs) murderer it reminds us of (laughs) exactly um so be sure to follow us um and always uh we are here to listen um to your comments and and your suggestions and stuff like that um because yeah we we like to listen to that kind of stuff um you can find me at anastasia w on twitter at anastasia wash on instagram anastasia tv on youtube my one woman show is going to be replayed on march 24th if you want to hear about Police brutality and and all kinds of racial things. things. You should watch it. Um, <laughs> where can people find you, Maria? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Maria Long Name. And uh, yeah, that's I can't stop thing. eating this. Oh my god! Oh, it's addicting. Chex Mix is bad for that because you're just gonna so eat good. it and then be like, yum, carbs. <laughs> Oh, I should probably give a shout out to her actual social media. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so Katie is the one that made the checks mix. And if you want to follow her, it's K Vanderlady um, on social media. And she's a great actress and um, she is a friend of the show and she's been on the show before yeah. and she'll come back again. Who knows? Um, that'd be great. Uh, so everyone um, stay safe. And don't be a dick. Okay, bye.